Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Picararo and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim. And I'm Megan. And we are glad you can join us as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true you can be more, do more, and have more. And you know what? I'm really, Megan, hung up on that be more, do more, have more right now. Mm -hmm. Like, we met some really great people that are living their lives with that in their mind, that they're going to be, they're going to do, and they're going to have for their own reasons. And they are just like, that's a Mm non-negotiable. And what Tim is talking about, we went to the uh, Inc., magazine GroCo conference in New Orleans uh, last week and it was incredible. We were surrounded by such interesting uh, entrepreneurs in businesses just incredibly wide ranging and um, it was neat because it, it wasn't too big of an event so we had some great access to some um, really high level people as well. Yeah, there were, I mean, and you're right, they were across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> we met I mean, we met someone that was like they're on a press pass, you yeah. know, and they have a very interesting line of work mm-hmm. of things they have and things they believe. Then you meet people like there was a company that's in construction that had, I mean, they brought their whole team there. They did, and yeah. Then, then there's like some one-offs and mm-hmm. there were nonprofits. And, but you know what they all shared was just that desire. You know, I just saw like there was a hunger. And I would honestly say, now I've been to some, you know, you know, big church conferences like at Willow Creek and some other places like that where, you know, people aren't caught up in too many things mm-hmm. and they kind of share these values of, you know, what's, you know, why are we here? What are we doing? What's the purpose? You know, these guys just, just came and everybody just seemed to be willing to not just hand out a little business card, mm-hmm. like, you know, Hey, you know, look <laughs> at me, you know, Hey, me, me, me. It was like, hi, it, it, they had that. I want to know what you do, who you are. Yeah, you know they had I mean? a they had a genuine desire to connect with other people, find out what they were doing in the world, how they were making a difference, and honestly, to see how you know we could support each other as entrepreneurs and growing businesses, um, give any insight. And um, I think it was really cool. We met a lot of podcasters, actually. We sure did. And we, um, a couple of people that we met, it was great. They literally took out their phone, looked up the podcast and subscribed. Wasn't that cool? It was really cool. That was cool. great. And what I, what I thought as well was like, you know, Kevin O'Leary, mm-hmm. you know, the, the executive editor and the editor of like Inc. Magazine, mm-hmm. they were approachable, yeah. you know, from Sheryl uh, Sandberg to Neil Blumenthal. Right. Well, know, and I mean, the- they were just. They were, they were there. You could connect with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you you could talk to them. They weren't like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you know, this is, this is not in your station. Right. You know what I mean? They were, and they were just walking around. Mm-hmm. And what was weird when you see them on the stage after, they're walking around, like, getting the coffee that you're getting. Right. 
eating the food you're eating. Mm-hmm. And then they walk, next thing you know, they're on the stage. You're like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so-and-so, you right. know? And it was, it was cool. I just, I was very, I was touched by that and moved by that because I think it's in alignment of, you know, what they ultimately want to accomplish. They really want to see people succeed, whether mm-hmm. it's a corporation, you know, if it's a nonprofit, if it's like one person, you know, one man in a truck, mm-hmm. you know, not even two men in a truck, just one. <laughs> they were like down to earth. Yeah. You know, they really cool? just, yeah, wanted to connect with people who were out there trying to grow their business and bring new ideas to the world and contribute. And I thought that was really neat. And I do want to give a shout out that, that their hospitality was great. The mm-hmm. way they treated us was great. Mm-hmm. Anyone that was there was treated just wonderful. Yeah. Um, even the little, you know, the band, the little parade that they did and police involved and leading mm-hmm. us down the street to a little celebration event. Yeah. Very was, New Orleans. It was very New Orleans. And those guys, <laughs> man, those dudes were playing those horns, which, you know, I got excited about. I know. Maybe I should post that. You should post that. How about, because you saw me. Oh, yeah. Did I put my phone down? <laughs> no. You went into like super tim musician mode i mean it was like off the charts well i i will do this i will post some of them so people can just see what we were walking behind Mm -hmm. and but it was it was so great and um and just the people just kind of let their hair down Mm -hmm. um i mean we met people from you know canada like uh there was a person that i met from i think they were from the like mongolian area mongolia Mm -hmm. Um, I met someone from Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we have a lot of Australian That's friends. That's true. It seems. We just seem like to like attract them. Like, yeah. Like, it's something we put off. They just. I tell you what. When we take, which we need to, we've got to catch people up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because we have uphill strategies is launched. Mm-hmm. You know our um, leadership and team and you know yes. culture that 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 business is launched. Yeah. And we have a great client that we're working with. We have some others that we're looking at. But then we have our UCYP. Yes. Bill Conversations Young Professionals. Very exciting. Which you twisted my arm, made me say <laughs> uncle in order to do. No, I, no, that didn't happen. It was. No, was it's. Um, so I couldn't be more excited about um, the UCYP podcast being out. Um, it's really, we have kind of these three goals in mind. You know, we want to elevate the voices of young professionals. We want to help to bridge that gap between generations in the workplace and even outside of the workplace. Um, And we also want to really kind of empower and inspire people to lead, those young professionals to lead. And we want everyone to join in the conversation. We don't just want to talk to young professionals. We want to talk to the older generation, the generation coming after them, um, just to, you know, really take all the good stuff between all those different groups of people um, and work together. And I think I think it's needed. It's Mm -hmm. missing and it's necessary. Yes. And. We're going to do it and yeah. it's, and we're having fun with it. Yeah. So the first one's live. The first one is live. And you can go to uphillconversations.co slash UCYP. Mm-hmm. That's Uncle Charlie. How about this? Yakima. <laughs> or Yankee. Yankee Yosemite. <laughs> and then Peter or Paul. <laughs> Not <right>? Mary. <laughs> Not Mary. <laughs> But no, but for real, uphillconversations.co slash UCYP. Yes. So it's on iTunes and it's supposed to uh, hopefully will be populating on Stitcher. Yes. Waiting on that approval. 
and um, tune in. Mm -hmm. It'll be there as well, as well as our current, this podcast, Uphill Conversations. Mm -hmm. So before we jump into the conversation that um, we're going to be having today, I have- I interrupt this (gasps) broadcast. I have a random question for you. No. What? I I got a memo. (laughs) Okay. It's a memo. And the memo- From yourself? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was the- um, Maybe it was the FCC was saying that your questions weren't good enough. That's not true. Not true? Okay, so maybe they're too good, and I'm afraid you're going to have one that I can't answer. So I am fictionalizing this whole thing, and this is not real. So are you going to ignore the memo, or are you still going to ask me the question? I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. Okay. Do I have the same rules you have? Um. Yeah, you can ask questions if you need clarification. Okay, so clarification. Yeah. Can I add things to it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ask your question. Okay. So um, I actually was in a strategic retreat for one of the nonprofits um, of the boards that I sit on, and this was a question we were asked, and um, I had a really hard time answering it. So I thought I would ask you <laughs> the question. Okay, so so this is like. You need some sort of validation. <laughs> you want to see if it's going to be as hard for me as it was for you. No, I think I think it'll be easier for you. I don't know why it was so hard for me. Okay, so Tim. Yes. If you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what one question would you ask them? Oh my gosh. It's only one person. Clarifying yeah. question. Only one person, dead or alive, and you can ask one question. And I have to tell you why? Sure. Do you need to know why? I don't have to know why. I mean, I think that our listeners would appreciate why. This is going to be interesting. I think, now that I've narrowed it down, <laughs> and it's something or someone that most people won't think about. Mm-hmm. But ever since I was a little kid, I was fascinated with this story. And it was Harriet Tubman. And I would have dinner with Harriet. And I think the question I would ask her is, like, how did you, did you take a chance on who you talked, who you spoke with about this underground railroad kind of thing Mm -hmm. to get people from the South to the North. Like, did you just take a chance or did you do like, did you really like collect information and, and research and find some sort of person that would be sympathetic, um, you know, to the cause. Mm -hmm. So like that would be because that was a huge, huge thing. I mean, it was big. And, I guess for me, why is because there are a lot of things that, especially in life or if you're in business, right? And I'm not talking about being shady or anything like that, but sometimes you have to go underground with something, Mm -hmm. you know? And I always wonder, should I go with my gut or should I do spend some time interviewing people to figure out? Right. You know what I mean? Which yeah, would should be you the spend best some way time laying the groundwork right. and checking your footing right. before you 
Right. But knowing the call is so strong, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I wouldn't just go with my gut and just like try to just trust some, you know, intuition with some rationale Mm -hmm. and hopefully I can get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would be because it was such a huge movement and, Mm -hmm. and it was and it made such it made great impact and it changed lives. And I also believe it was a great statement toward what, you know, for a greater cause for what America could be mm-hmm. and what it's still working on trying to be today. So there you go. I like it. Good job. And I do think she could have made it on some of our money when they were looking at, you know, putting a woman on. Mm-hmm. I thought, our wasn't currency. she considered? I think she was. Well, I'm glad they didn't get rid of Hamilton, which I think, you know, that well, was kind It's of the $5 bill, right? Five, uh, I believe so. But while you're looking oh, at- Oh, no, she did. Is she on it? Yeah. Harriet Tubman is going to be on the new t- on the $20 bill. So $20 she's, bill. she ousted Andrew Jackson. Andrew's gone. So, yes. all right. So I was actually on- So she did make it. So history buffs out there, please don't <laughs> judge me or anything. But I knew, she, I knew something was going to- But anyways- She's on it on the twenty. Mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson's gone, and <laughs> I am. Um, I support it, and I think it's awesome. And uh, yeah, cool. Well, actually, I think that that is a really great answer to kind of lead into the conversation we're going to have today. Um, you need to remind me of what our conversation. I'm just kidding. Just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. So, um, we had a great time. We did met some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, a very eclectic and diverse group of people which mm-hmm. was very encouraging as well yep um heard a lot of different schools of thought yes um but you know what was, was what was nice was it seemed like everybody was on the same page mm-hmm. regardless and in the same book not just on the same page mm-hmm. and so they shared some very um uh, you know powerful truths and incredible information mm-hmm. But what was nice was you didn't have to walk away and figure out like it it wasn't so different that you had to go. Now, how does this fit? Mm -hmm. Everything was around it. And it's not like it was like, here's the theme. Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody follow the theme. It was more of a everybody said things that actually the theme was birthed Mm -hmm. out of it for me, at least. Well, and I think one thing that was really neat is a lot of times when you go to entrepreneurial conferences and business conferences, everything is really um, that low level, that entry level. And so what I liked is, um, you know, we even went to a great session on social media with um, Shama Haider, who is, you know, a young woman um, who's earned a lot of acclaim. um, And she started the social media company and it's just um, she's been incredible but she really gave um, she dug a little bit deeper into that topic and she didn't just give the here are 10 steps to make your company successful Don't on you social just hate media that? Um, yeah I do when's the last time you had someone give you 10 steps and it, <laughs> it actually did the what the 10 steps said at the end other than a recipe right? that narrows it down to add this amount right. of cumin or whatever yeah. you know like so I think there, yeah, there was a lot of interesting perspective and great added value information. It wasn't just all the same thing that you're hearing all the time. What I loved about Shama was, and this is going to be helpful because, you know, this whole podcast is all about being more, doing more and having more, mm-hmm. you know, so as a 23 year old graduate, she wrote a thesis <clears throat> 
And her thesis was around Twitter. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there were only 2,000 people and she was one. Mm -hmm. So there were 1,999 and her. (laughs) So there were two that she wrote that, you know, thesis on that and um, in this whole social media world and what it meant and so forth, so on. And where she came from, like the next thing she was supposed to do is graduate, get married, get a job, join, get 401k Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff. And she was like, no. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, she took 1500 bucks <laughs> and stepped out right. and built something. And she is one of the top most sought after mm-hmm. um, people as it relates to social media. And here's what I love from CNN to MSNBC to NBC to ABC to Fox to all the networks. I mean, she's talking with all the top people and they're getting her advice on her generation, which mm-hmm. is the millennials, which as well, I hate those terms. I hate mm-hmm. Gen X, which I think I'm a Gen Xer. Am I a Gen Xer? I think you're Gen I X. am a Gen X. And Gen Ys and, and you know, baby boomers and whatever. Mm-hmm. But she called them digital natives. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the really neat thing is she got out of college and said, this is what I want to do. I want to get in this business of social media, digital strategy, and it didn't exist. And so she said, well, then I'm going to start. And, you know, she just kind of put herself out there and started building her business. Um, And one of the neat things about, you know, you mentioned she's a quote unquote millennial. But the thing that we really find out about that generation is they really want to be seen as individuals. And even the cool thing to go a step further than that, um, that we found out from that session is um, contrary to what most people might think, you know, when you ask somebody, why do people use Facebook? why do people use social media? Most people's initial reaction would be, you know, to connect with other people or um, to feel that sense of community. But that's actually the second reason. Well, it's, yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like a a buzzer. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) And so the actual reason, the number one reason that people use social media is to showcase their own identity, which is really interesting. And I forget the exact percentage, but Shama basically shared that, um, you know, people spend something like 75% of their time on their own profile page when they're on Facebook. And that's crazy because the way she helped us understand that was she said, so let's just go back to like caveman time, Mm -hmm. right? And she was like, and if you find those caves where these guys lived in, what are you going to see inside that cave? It's drawings, but they're drawings of themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It's like she's like so like literally that was their social media. Mm-hmm. It was showcasing their identity. And here we are today now in a digital way and we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And we're able to, you know, put up I guess what we want. Yeah. It could be a true and accurate image mm-hmm. of who we are or it could be the projection of who we hope to become or even be. Well, right. And I think one thing also that's really similar to that is in our discussion with Amy Jo Martin, she talked about, you know, you there's so we say social media and traditional media. I mean, at this point in time, you know, it's just all media. And the interesting thing about, you know, quote unquote, social media is that we are the people we're a part of the media now. Yeah. And we get to tell the story. Exactly. And what's funny is you could put a false, isn't it funny? You could put a false story out there and people just chase it. <laughs> fake click news. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can make fake news. You can make all, you can make alternative news. You can make, <laughs> I'm so confused. I know. <laughs> like, you know, I know. It's like, I just want to see it. I'm like, <laughs> just show me the real, the real thing. But what was, what, what I think 
we we were able to take away from that was mm-hmm. that here's a person with a dream in their heart. There's something inside of them. They know that they can be more, do more, and have more. And we always like to, you know, those of you listening, you know, your reason for being, your reason for doing, your reason for having, those are yours to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's not for anyone else. So there is no template or rule over those things. You have to figure that out. But to hear someone like stand up in front of people who I even believe in that room, the majority might have been older than her, but just the credibility she carried mm-hmm. by being studied, researched, you know what I mean? And just being, a, you know, she built a bridge in the mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. She made clear communication. She was very specific. She had clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately you can see her lead and there was trust there that people were willing to listen to her. And it wasn't just because she was a part of the generation. It was because I, I feel it was how thoughtful mm-hmm. she was considering the generation ahead of her the one that she's in or those, Mm -hmm. the generations ahead of her, Mm -hmm. the one that she's in as well as those that are up and coming and even said that too is even going to change. And I think, you know, just building on that to kind of take us into the next, you know, place that we want to go in this conversation. She was up there being authentic and she was really owning who she was, what she wanted to do, her vision, how she views social media, how she views what's up and coming, how she views the value of, um, you know, putting yourself out there. And she was really relating to everyone in the room that way. So it, she was instantly helping to create that connection because she was being very authentic. And I think when it comes to that, her being authentic like that, I think for us, it's 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 helpful for all of us to carry that willingness to want to learn more mm-hmm. or to be a better student and life learner, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that you can be in a place of confidence. I, I think I think most people struggle with the authenticity because they lack a confidence. And I'm not talking about a false confidence. I'm not just talking about just being, you know, brave. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to a bar and watch somebody <laughs> brave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really work out right. for them, right? So it's not just being brave. It's like... It's this confidence. It's this real thing that um, has with it, you know, evidence and some facts and, you know what I mean? Things that you learn to bring in to make a part of your world, not trying to make the whole world different, you know, and make the world fit your paradigm. Mm -hmm. But it's more of you taking in this information and saying, I'm going to put this to work. You know what I mean? I'm going to bring it out and I'm going to serve and add value to others. And I feel like with that authenticity, you get a greater level of trust, you know, and and as, and, and as you said, her standing up in front of us, her, you know, just that, um, that real, that like, I mean, she just talked, she shared, she mm-hmm. showed real pictures, like she was just, just so down to earth. And I think that's what people are looking for in this age, mm-hmm. once again, back to social media, where you can post anything you want. Like you and I, Megan, can put up a green like a green screen, take a photo, <laughs> right? Sure. And then and then replace the image in the background and go, Yay, look at us. We're in you know wherever. Mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah. At We're in Thailand. We're in Thailand right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're there right now. And people can do that. Like you can manipulate mm-hmm. what's real. Right. And what I like is that if we really were to use 
you know, what is available to us. So, I, I mean, technology drives me crazy because it moves very fast and, you know, it's very quick. Mm-hmm. But if we can just be authentic and just really show these real things, have confidence, um, show how it connects, show how it adds value, you know, whether I want all of it or just a little part of it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't change the fact that I can still be real. Right. And I mean, I think that, you know, but in the world of with social media and in the world of social media, one of the things I'm um, another great person we heard from was Neil Blumenthal from Warby Parker. And he I, was awesome. He was awesome. And I wasn't really super familiar with um, that brand before the conference. And now um, just listening to him and their journey. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a believer now. And I'm like, maybe I should maybe I should check them out for my next pair of glasses. Um, But he, you know, he said, be authentic, because in the world of social media, brands can't hide. And I think that that applies to business, but it also applies to individuals. Because I think that, you know, on social media, and we've talked about this before, it's your own, you know, it's where you're showcasing your identity. People don't always necessarily put those messy things up there. They don't put their mistakes up there. They're not. It's they're all not, the beautiful stuff. Right. They're not, um, you know, they post a picture of their kids smiling in the picture, you know, with their Easter baskets. They're not posting the picture of them an hour earlier at Target lying on the ground um, having a tantrum. But I think that. I would have got spanked. <laughs> but I think. You know, the degree of people realize that. And I think that people can tell very quickly with, you know, brands or with individuals when you're being authentic and when you're not. So I think that just heightens the need to be authentic. Right. And on social media, though, a lot of people will put out their, you know, not all the shiny stuff. They Mm -hmm. will like just bleed to the world Mm -hmm. because they're in search of something. Right. Right. And and. A lot of people, that's why they post negatively. Like when we talked with Jay Bear, you know, and Jay Bear was all about, you know, answer every complaint, every right. time, every channel. Right. I mean, you're going to have to. You can't hide anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are the media. They are right. the news. They'll put it out there. I mean, fast. Mm-hmm. You know, a person gets a pizza that shows up with the pepperonis on the bottom of the pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, it's I like, mean, but that, yeah. but, and you know, I'm, I'm normally, honestly, like I'm a person who I normally don't do that. But actually this last weekend on Mother's Day, I called a restaurant. This is a true story. And what I told did you, you do? So no, I called a restaurant just to say, hey, do you have any reservations available? And I mean, I knew it was a long shot, but my parents were in town. And I thought, I'm just going to check. And the woman who answered the phone not only did she give me this very sarcastic, laced response, she then said, um, but do you want to book your reservation for next next year? Wow. <laughs> I was like, that's not how you like um, how a mom wants to be treated on Mother's Day. And so I, for the first time ever, I was like, you know what? I'm going on Facebook and I'm posting a review because you can. Oh, boy. I know. Just, Just saying. Now, you're going to post on Facebook something about me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Would you like me to book something? <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Well, no, I've seen it happen, like, even with some of the, um, you know, internet service providers mm-hmm. in our area. And literally when they post, and I've seen it done well and I've seen it not done so well, mm-hmm. but people post something and then next thing you know, that representative reaches out and says, hey, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. What yeah. can we do? And that's you know, the ideal. You've got to, well, yeah, you, you do you Respond. do need to answer it. But back to Warby Parker. Sorry, yes. What was great, here's these glasses, right? Mm-hmm. And 
the story is amazing that, you know, you're buying these Michael Kors and all this other stuff. Then you go to Sunglasses Hut and all these other places. You look at all this stuff and it's all owned by one company. Yeah. So this guy was like, why does it have to be that way? Mm -hmm. So he believed he could be more, do more and have more. And so could others. Right. It could be different. And so he takes this chance and he does this five for five deal. And being, you know, this authentic individual, this real deal down to earth, understanding that, you know, people want to be in control of their decisions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they don't want to be forced into stuff. They don't want to have to buy something just because that's the price tag. Right. So next thing you know, he puts this little brand together and he's very intentional, though. Mm -hmm. He finds a bird, the booby. (laughs) The blue footed booby. The blue footed booby. Yeah. Blue footed booby. (laughs) And he, it was funny because remember he said, I like saying booby. <laughs> He's like, not only is booby fun to say. <laughs> yeah, yes. but he can say, it. but they went through all these little details mm-hmm. and just discovered, and it was the blue footed booby. And it was all about the color of that, th- that color that the blue footed booby had on its little feet, mm-hmm. which are like, like duck, you yeah. know, fins, whatever. Like super or, bright yeah. blue webbed feet. Just webbed feet. Mm-hmm. And it was just great. and But it was also a little sophisticated, kind of like mm-hmm. a little penguin, but yeah. had a little speckles on it. I mean, it's a handsome, attracted bird with blue shoes, blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But all these little things that they went through in discovering, mm-hmm. but also changing something for other people, right? Right. And then getting it out there. But you know what was cool is when they had this five for five deal, five glasses for five days. Yep. Try them on and then you make your order. Send your prescription, we fill them and send them back to you. Well, they ran out of those glasses to send out. Yeah, within the first like forty-eight hours of launching or yeah, something. It like was that. gone. Mm-hmm. It was gone. And then what happens? He says, "What are we going to do?" <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, they really took a chance. They they're kind of sitting there going because they're starting to get messages from people. Hey, um, you know, I know that you don't have any in stock, but I live in New York. Could I come to your office and check them out? And and they have no office. Right. It's these four, <laughs> you know, friends who met in business school who started this business. And I think, you know, they're living out of an apartment. And so they sit down and they look at each other and say, what are we going to do? And I think what's really neat about the story is, I mean, it, that honestly is a big I mean, that was a big milestone in their business rather than saying rather than number one saying like, no, I'm sorry, we don't have an office. You can't see them. They said, "Okay, we're going to pick a select few of these people who've reached out to us directly. We're going to open up our apartment. We're going to welcome these people into our home so that they can view glasses. Yeah. And they come in and they're able to see these glasses Mm -hmm. and try them on. They open themselves up. They become so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because you're bringing somebody into your world, into your space. It does. It's not ideal. Well, and I mean, even vulnerable in the sense that, you know, you're letting down. I mean, you're letting them behind the curtain. They're seeing, wow, these guys are running this business out of their home. They don't have a storefront yet. And I think that they took a chance that their customers um, would would enjoy that authenticity and that vulnerability. And I think it really, it fit within the people they were going after. Well, and you know what I think I like the most about that is that all the things they learned, because as he advanced us on in his story, Mm -hmm. Neil did, um, Neil Blumenthal with um, Warby Parker, he said that they learned stuff. Mm -hmm. People don't want glasses sitting on a table. You know, he figured out what height they should be Mm -hmm. and like where they should sit and just all the little finer things that 
came from mm-hmm. just them being willing to open themselves up and let people behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. They learned from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many of us could benefit from just every now and again, maybe a select few, mm-hmm. you just let them behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this, maybe that's something you should consider. Stop trying to just put a some sort of portrayal of yourself, some sort of thing that you wish was real. Mm-hmm. And what if you let it, let someone see the real deal? Mm-hmm. What is real? Right. What could you learn from that? You know what I mean? To help you advance in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a business, whether it's life or whatever, mm-hmm. just open the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, don't do it to every, for everybody. Right. But, and you may not get all the results that you want. Maybe mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be, someone may walk in and go, ah, I don't like this. I mean, that just, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? But, you're going to get some that are going to actually be helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, I mean, we could use a little bit more of that. I know I could. I know that I'm very guarded. I have walls. I don't want to just let anybody into my world. And that, you know what? That's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I move into the pretty dumb category <laughs> when I just, just keep the curtain closed mm-hmm. and I won't let anyone come in and not figure out. I mean, if you want to build trust, you know, Megan, eventually you're going to have to trust somebody. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've talked about this in the past, too. I mean, think about your inner circle and who are those people that you do confide in and who are those people that, you know, when you um, and it might be different depending on what the situation is. Um, but I think that all the while having that inner circle of people, having those trusted people that you sort of go to, it's going beyond that and continuing to be open to being surprised and welcoming to other people outside of that circle who could maybe provide you with some great feedback and some great input and could um, give you honest feedback. Because, you know, I, I think that sometimes we get sort of stuck in this idea of, okay, these are my these are my best friends. These are the people I talk to. So I go to them. I have this idea. But, you know, it, Maybe you don't, maybe those aren't the right people to be giving you the feedback you're looking for that you need. Yeah. And, and it's hard to come to that place, but once you do come to it, I think, you know, I would rather have that realization than to be on the other side of it down the road where Mm -hmm. you sit there and you go, oh my gosh, (laughs) look at where I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, yes, always be mindful of that inner circle. How about the Sheryl Sandberg? So um, Sheryl Sandberg, I mean, kind of even going forward with the authenticity, she said two things that really stood out to me. Um, The first one was bring your whole self to work. And that is, again, that whole idea of, you know, you're a complete person. And I think that it's unreasonable to say to somebody, you know, hey, Tim, I know that you're a dad and you do all that other stuff. But when you come to work, I really need you to just focus on work. Just be a worker when you're here. Or, you know, you can't when you go to work, you're still a dad. Like that's still part of who you are. And so bringing that person and bringing that perspective, bringing that passion, bringing some of the things that um, you realize because of that into your work, I think can be really powerful. And then um, the other thing that she talked about was the importance of being really mission focused. Mm -hmm. And even if you think back to our conversation 
um, last week with Kari Anderson, she talks about that. You know, what is your number one mission in life as a person? So I think it can apply to you as an individual, but it can also apply, you know, to a business. So I think it's always, you know, when you're going in to a situation, as you're growing, as you're changing, sort of, you know, know what it is about you as a whole person that makes you unique, know what your value is, and kind of know where you're going. And I think that that can help you stay on track. And I and I think and I had some conversations with with, with some folks around the, you know, the event and they were expecting the lean in Sheryl Sandberg, mm-hmm. you know, and I encourage those of you look up Sheryl Sandberg, you know, look at what she does with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I mean, very, very strong voice, powerful leader. Um, just, she is just top notch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but her latest book, option B, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, she wrote this book, you know, her husband died and, you know, what people saw was the option B Cheryl Sandberg. Mm-hmm. They didn't see the lean in one. Right. But what you're saying, it lines up with that. Bring your whole self to work. She was there working. Yeah. She was talking to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was sharing very authentically. Mm -hmm. She was very intentional. She's very mission minded. Mm -hmm. But she presented from the option B place. Yeah. Because that's where she is Mm -hmm. in her life right now. But that doesn't change what her capabilities are, what she's able to do, how she's going to make changes in this world Mm -hmm. and still continue to improve the things that she's a part of. I just was so touched by that. And that's what I said to some of these people. I was like, maybe you know, maybe it's okay mm-hmm. that she's here right. with the option B. Right. Life, things happened, mm-hmm. but she's she's still showing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's, to me, her strength was not so much in the powerful message of lean in. Mm-hmm. It was more of the power of option B and I'm still here and I'm getting better. You know, and so I just I have to throw that in. there. Yeah. Well, and she's still I mean, she's still working towards something. And maybe what she saw as, you know, the vision of her future has shifted. But I mean, she still wants to be in the world, making a positive impact on other people. I mean, she's the CEO of Facebook. She's doing amazing things there. Um, But, you know, I just think that. She, But I mean, she also did share with us a little bit of that lean in message, which was very cool. Um, You know, just talking about the way that we speak to our daughters versus the way that we speak to our sons. And, oh, that was cool. We and I that love in that. So, because I have a little girl mm-hmm. and I people say, yeah, you have two girls. I know you do. <laughs> you have two. And, and sometimes I wonder if my daughter is a combination of five. <laughs> Some of the things she says. But I love how she brought that up where right. she was like, when you look at little girls and, you know, the yeah. whole yeah, well, she, of- she basically said, okay, all the women in the room, if you were ever called bossy as a child, raise your hand. And I mean, pretty much, I mean, you're in a group of entrepreneurs, so there's a lot of strong women. And so most of the women raise their hand. And then, you know, she says, okay, men in the room, how many of you were called bossy as a child? And it, I mean, there were a couple hands that yeah, went up. Yeah, it's like up. two or three. <laughs> not, but not mine. But not many. And so, I mean, she. You're supposed to laugh. There. I know. I'm laugh. sorry, but but I mean, but not but not many. And so then she said, okay, so next time you hear someone call little girl bossy, you know, whether it's someone that is in your family or even, I mean, someone at the playground, she said, kindly walk over to them and say, she's not bossy. She has executive leadership skills. There you go. 
And the funny thing was people started to laugh because it's kind of that's a natural thing because it feels, um, you know, it's it's different than what we normally hear. But she said, if I were to say that same thing about a little boy, don't call him bossy, say he has executive leadership skills, nobody would laugh. So she did still share that message. And I mean, I love the whole idea of lean in. I think that it's great. So um, it was really cool to see her. And it was a great message to which I stand by being raised by a single mother Mm -hmm. that, you know, we need more women leading. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do. And I feel like it's not a matter of are we ready? No, we've been ready. Yeah. Okay. We just unfortunately have some very antiquated ideas and cultural setbacks, and and that's the problem. Right. But women can lead, do lead, and are incredible. Yeah. And to the point where I even struggle with, you know, oh, she's a great leader, or that's a great leader for a woman. For a woman. It's like, what? Yeah. What does that mean? Why do we even have to go there? That's not even necessary. I mean, yeah. she's a great leader, period. You know, she, he, whatever pronoun mm-hmm. you want to use, just yeah. Just use it. But then, the, I mean, but the, un, the the contrary thing is, so, I mean, if you guys know who Kevin O'Leary is from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, he is this guy, I mean, cut once, cut deep. He does not mince words. He sure did. He is very direct. <laughs> but he actually said, you know, most of the companies that he chooses to invest in are women led. And um, he had his own, you know, reasons for that. But um, I thought that was really interesting because he's, you know, such a strong person that I thought it was kind of cool that he said, you know, I just I see the value in women in terms of time management and um, attainable goal setting that, you know, in his experience, he's seen them be more successful. And let me tell you what I picked up from that. Okay, I picked up the fact that because he's so cut once, cut deep, he's actually a good guy. But I'm going to tell you, with the the people that he's partnering with, with these businesses that are women-owned businesses, that they want that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not looking for some weak counterpart. No. They want strength. And he respects their strength. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to change. And he doesn't want them to change. He wants them to be, just let it out. Yeah. Let's get something done. Stop playing games and get it done. So I mm-hmm. just think that was, you know, for me, like, bam, I was like... Yeah, man, say it, <laughs> say it. And you know what was interesting? Nothing went crazy on Twitter. <laughs> no, <laughs> over no, it like didn't. nobody made any comments no. either way, which was awesome. It was just, it was like because I, I think it's because, in an, I know it's uh, unfortunately it's you know, you have to get into some certain environment in order to be around you know with some like-minded people that share the same values in order for those things not to happen. Mm-hmm. Once it gets opened up beyond that, it's like then people sit there from the sidelines making observations and then statements without actually, you know, sharing that same spirit and aspiration mm-hmm. and the action that goes along with it, you know? Yeah. Am I making sense? No, you are. And I mean and I think that even just kind of talking about that and talking about how he works with these businesses, you know, that really brings us even to sort of the, I don't want to say the the last salient point of what we took away from GroCo, but um, another thing that um, Neil Blumenthal said was, when you are working on something, speed walk, but don't cliff dive. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's the whole idea that there is a sense of urgency. And I can't remember 
who said the quote, but or you maybe sent me an article, but you know, the best business ideas are whispered. And yeah. so people, so you share your business idea with other people and then it gets picked up. So you do to an extent, if you've got a great idea, you have to figure out how to quickly bring that to market and how to be intentional and how you scale and how you grow. But just because you have a great idea, you know, you don't, don't, dive off a cliff because there's no coming back. You can't you can't stop mid-fall and change direction. No, you cannot. There's no pause button. No. And you better hope there's no rocks. Right. I mean, you're committed. Yeah. <laughs> you do you have a parachute? A Did you yeah. have time to pack yeah. that? Yeah. And yeah, and do you have enough time to open it? Right. You know to, to slow you down, but you know, cliff diving, it's a big commitment, but speed walking, you can speed up into mm-hmm. a run or you can slow down. Mm-hmm. You could even stop. Right. But there is no when you cliff dive, that's it. Mm-hmm. This is the whole thing. And you can only adjust so much. Right. You only move a little bit here and there, but that there's not much you can do. So yeah, that was a very good thing. And that's what he did with Warby Parker because, you know, even seven years into their business, they didn't even have an app. Right. They waited. And, you know, I'm sure there were app companies. I mean, you need an app, you know. Well, he said they had, I mean, they got criticism because, you know, they're three years in and they're saying, you guys need an app. You need an app. And they basically said, listen, this isn't where our energy and our focus needs to be right now. We're doing these other things. We'll get there because they wanted to do it right. They wanted to take the time to do the research and they wanted to make sure just like everything else with their brand that it was not perfect, but perfect for them. That's right. So. We just shared with these guys, our listeners, and we're so grateful that you listened to us. Some, hopefully, some points that you can take away. They, these apply not just to if you're going to do some work or some business, you have a job, you're going to start a you know business, um, or just in life. Mm-hmm. You know, look, you know, understand this that you you are going to no matter what showcase your own identity. Mm-hmm. So. If you're doing it on Facebook, that's what you're doing. If you're using Facebook, that's what you're doing. If you're on Twitter, that's what you're doing. I mean, that's what we kind. That's what we do, right? right? But understand that more. Walk into everything you do with that realization. Also, be authentic. You know, understand. You know that you bring your whole self to work or into everything that you do. Don't change that. Be your whole self. And you know what? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. You know what? Here's the thing. If we only got praise for the good, we're never going to ever deal with the bad and the ugly. Right. Well, and you're never going to get any better. I mean, sometimes, you know, John Maxwell, sometimes you fail, sometimes you learn. I think that it's important to be able to recognize those weaknesses that you have and work on them and recognize your strengths and continue to work on those as well. So being authentic and connecting and having true connection with other people, I think is so much more fulfilling. Right. And be intentional. Take some time to you know, really do give yourself some freedom to investigate, to explore, mm-hmm. you know, find your, you know, what is it? The booby? What is it again? <laughs> find your blue footed booby. Yeah, your blue footed booby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> find it, you know, that becomes central to all that you do. Right. And, not, not, and you know what? Warby Parker brings none of that to the forefront. You don't think of a blue footed booby when you mm-hmm. hear Warby Parker. Nope. You know, it's just not there, but you know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So find that for yourself. Be mission focused. You know, it's a way to, you know, retain culture and what makes you re- unique in your world and mm-hmm. how you do things. And then, hey, you know what? We want to encourage you. It's okay. Speedwalk. You know, mm-hmm. don't sit on the couch. Right. <laughs> you know, don't just drag your feet. Just speedwalk. You know, change your speed. And maybe you start to run. 
But don't just cliff dive, guys. Yeah. Okay? Don't cliff dive because that water may be pretty. <laughs> you, you just don't know what's underneath. You don't know how deep it is. <laughs> yeah. You just definitely don't know how, how deep it is. <laughs> so I've had fun talking about this. I know. It's been great. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'm just, I hope our listeners do. And I hope that they got to, you know, through us, enjoy a little bit of um, just, you know, kind of a tip of the iceberg in the great things that we learned at GroCo. Right. And we have a lot of things that we've, we're introducing. So mm -hmm. we encourage our listeners, um, you know, uh, Megan and I are leadership and uh, team coaches. And we um, love organizations and their cultures and how to get them to like go to the next level. So our whole thing is, you know, we want um, uh, strong leaders. We want extraordinary teams and greater results. So go to um, uphillstrategies.co. Check out what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We just want to share that with you guys. Um, obviously, our, our podcast, uphillconversations.co. Also now, the new uphillconversations.co slash UCYP. Uphill Conversations with Young Professionals. It's great. And it's on iTunes. Yes. And we want you to start listening to it. Mm -hmm. um, and we also are going to be starting to tell you about some of our courses. We're going to be mm -hmm. doing some workshops about, are all around putting your dreams to the test, how to um, become a person of influence, yep. uh, levels of leadership, mm -hmm. things like that. We're going to be putting those online and we're going to be hosting some in great Green Vegas. It's not really Green <laughs> Vegas. That's what we call it. Greenville, South Greenville. Carolina. It's in the top 10 destination places in the United States to come and visit. <laughs> so you may want to come down if you hear that we're putting one of these out and we'll put it out there. Yeah. We would love to see you come. Mm -hmm. We would love to be your host. Be our guest. <laughs> be our guest. <laughs> put our service to the test. Hey, you know, so anyway, you've been listening to another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. And most importantly, you'll see Megan probably in front of me and then me <laughs> this week on the hill you've been listening to uphill conversations if you'd like to hear more subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co see you on the hill